Welcome to the Doctors on Social Media podcast. This show is led by your host and founder of Doctors on Social Media, Dr. Donna Coriel. Her dream is to grow a space where healthcare experts can connect, grow, and live out their dreams using digital resources. We need more expert-led innovation and SomiDocs plans to continue to pioneer a virtual movement, including networking spaces, learning resources, and digital services that'll help take your voice, your brand, or your business to the next level. Welcome to another episode. We are thrilled once again to have on one side of this conversation, Dr. Samuel Shem. He's the author of The House of God and Man's Fourth Best Hospital, and also a professor of medicine and medical humanities at NYU Grossman Medical School. And sitting across from him, usually I say virtually, but this time actually sitting across him in real life is Dr. Janet Zuri, a clinical psychologist and insight dialogue Buddhist meditation teacher who has collaborated with Shem not only by being his life partner, but also in writing and producing an off-Broadway play, as well as co-authoring two books together. Well, I welcome you both to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. This is a very, very rare and wonderful uh, time to be with my dear, dear partner of almost 50 years now uh, to talk about our shared values, our share, shared um, innovation and resistance and just our shared love, let's face it. <laughs> uh, so. How do you want to start? Well, it's just a pleasure to be able to be here. And I always love the chance to reflect on sort of how the personal and the professional and the writing all intersect. And to most people know me as Barry from the House of God or know of this character that I live with, as well as (laughs) living with this character, Shem, along with... Uh, you know, sort of double track. So I'm happy to um, be with you and reflect in any way, since this is a series, um, what you have been reflecting on and how you might want my sort of perspective on um, your work, your career, the whole of it. Um, my view, having watched you all these years. Um, yeah. And worked with you and just this tremendous number of years of companionship. So, uh, but it's lovely to be invited in to reflect on that with you. Right. And, and sharing, you know, uh, and sharing our daughter, of course. Co-parenting is the central part of it all. That's the central part of it all. uh, We're still doing that. uh, Well, we co-parent books and plays as well. So just the process of um, being with, Life in many forms. So. Yeah, I think one of the things we were thinking of is the idea of healing, uh, becoming uh, more human in uh, medicine, and, and how we and I made that journey mm. from early on all the way up mm. to now. It's, it's just astonishing. Mm. And I, I like to say 
if a butterfly's wing had gone one side or the other, nothing, none of this. You know, I'd be a divorced uh, alcoholic uh, surgeon on the Harvard faculty mm -hmm. right now. So you well, from uh, a from a historical perspective, that yeah. kind of touched me back to you standing at the Harvard Medical School in your senior year in college. We were planning a certain life that um, didn't happen in that way, but you were planning to go to very happy to be going off to medical school and instead went to England and your life was transformed right. as mine right. was in the women's movement That's at that right. time. So right. um, just watching you move from, and yet the continuity of it, the kind of interest in medicine and healing and a kind of career in science. And then you took the turn in Oxford to writing, mm -hmm. to really a mm -hmm. devotion to something that was a lot harder and a lot further for you and just um, made that commitment. And I've watched how that commitment to writing has now become what I call writer healer. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that the writing itself becomes a kind of way of healing and a way of um, connecting. So mm -hmm. um, in fact, it was, um, you turned away from it, but in a certain level, you did not turn away from it. You just found your own way with it in your own very unique way. Um, turning away from or not from traditional medicine. Oh, right. Yeah. But yet still staying in the heart of medicine, of healing and of connecting and a deep um, energy and intention to be a healer. Yeah. And that yeah. in even in writing your first book, um, which was in some way a healing for you after your internship, The House of God, a way of reworking it and understanding it, but also in the context of writing it with all your friends um, who you were working with. And it was a shared healing in a certain way of making sense of what had happened during internship. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it was healing in the personal sense, but what's really been remarkable is watching it in the world, its mm -hmm. own making its way in the world, um, in its own. I, it's almost, I mean, it's you, but it sort of has its own life. Um, yeah. and it's led you now, as well as you leading it, it's led you now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Into who you are today into the world as a speaker and spokesman, people kind of calling you forth to speak about being human in medicine and to think about your book more. I mean, you just wrote it. That's right. <laughs> but That's right. you didn't sit there thinking, what is this? And is this resistance? And is this really healing? No, it came from the heart. And then you've been reflecting as people have had many responses to it. But watching you emerge as um, a spokesperson for the human in medicine. This is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, I really appreciate that. And both of us were were formed by the '60s and '70s. By we were we were radicalized, quote, radicalized to, to think of things like humane medicine or you know connection is important in relationships. You know, like you led the. I mean, you led the whole uh, Wellesley people in this new uh, way of looking at with uh, a willingness to look at taking the feminist movement and taking it into psychology, which was what would women have to say about psychological development 
um, not trying to be like men, but you having a unique perspective coming out of being kind of the holders of relationality and caregiving and maternal practice. So what to um, that had been marginalized and relatively invisible in psychological theory. Yeah. So being able to put that front and center and to sh- and then to have you with women and to have you come and really listen deeply and share that work in the gender work that we did. Um, yeah. That that is well, like you know, I've been so lucky with our relationship. I mean, you know, there have been very difficult times, of course, but the the two things that I sort of took a daring jump to go with you to were joining you in the Wellesley group of a re- and, and, and you're helping me re- to write a, a, a relational psychology for the development of men, uh, which is rather strange and nobody could get it. And now I think maybe they're getting it a little better. But the second thing, I mean, you just, you're just in some ways at, at really important times of my life, you've come through thinking of being depressed after a couple of books and and uh we were just starting to follow uh mm. a spiritual teacher Vimala Thakkar and I remember standing outside the door here in the cold uh freezing cold and you were about to go to um Holland to go to a two week was it I think a two week retreat uh, uh listening to and I had heard her once or twice but she didn't really make too much sense to me and I remember standing there and we were not really settled in where we were going together. And um, I just, something sort of made me say, do you mind if I come with you? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that start and at that retreat, because I was quite depressed at that time and uh I opened up to this uh, wonderful teacher and Janet's wonderful uh, uh, participation in teaching uh, just changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. So those two things are, you know, where I have been wondering where that, what the hell am I doing? And you have been incredibly uh, valuable and, and wonderful about oh well how about buddhism you know this <laughs> is so interesting because my work right now is on what i call spiritual friendship which is a friendship um based on really supporting each other's most full development and most deeply connected to one's spirit and values and creativity and you know it just strikes me that we've been spiritual friends yeah. from you know college and the sense of moments where we've each kind of pointed and helped each other towards um being who we are yeah. and the expression yeah. of that and moments of saving each other's lives that's right that's exactly <laughs> and moments right. of creativity together and moments of diff- you know tremendous difficulty because relationships are very very difficult over time you can't and they're always in movement so they're always alive and always needing to be tended to so, yeah. uh, but it's kind of, so that sort of strikes me in hearing you that there's this deep kind of special friendship yeah. at the core uh, of it. 
of really and walking each other through life. Yeah. And part of that is how the work and life intersect. And I think that's one of the things that we've experienced together, which very personal and also how our work has been kind of folded into that at times. We both have our separate work and then we've had shared work that's been so beautiful because I've brought you into my world and I've gone into your world. I would never have had the opportunity to be on off Broadway (laughs) twice and three times times times. and live in New York and be in the theater world. You know, it's just like amazing. I mean, that was a dream of mine. So I've been trying to write plays and all that. And wouldn't you know it, a solo play by me never really made anything happen. But when we, Janet came to me and said, uh, well, why don't we write a play together? We've written a book about male-female relationships. Why don't we write a play together? And she said, why don't we write about, I just read this, this some stuff about Alcoholics Anonymous. And I remember we were sitting on a, on a rock at the ocean. And I, she told me the story. And I said, oh, my God, this is a fantastic, never been told before, spiritual, physical, medical, because one of them was a doctor. And you remember, together we saw how it had to open and close the beginning and the end. The beginning had to be of two guys standing up on a, what, on a, uh, a stage and just starting to talk to the audience. Like, yeah. We'll be right back. SomiDocs is proud to introduce Dr. Side Ventures, a new interactive Facebook group bringing doctors from across the world into one interactive space. Some of our latest discussions include revenue models for private practices, the side hustles were growing, malpractice needed in today's world, doctor finances, how much doctor services like CPAs and lawyers charge, and more. Join us at facebook.com groups slash sideventures. I mean, what's really core, I think, to say in this moment is that, you know, that there's a, the theme has been, but for both of us and then together, really throughout the whole of life. Yeah. um, On really, what is it to stay alive in the world in a real way and a wholesome, in a way that benefits others um, and that taps creativity and, makes a contribution to the world in some way. And and this relational element, spiritually, politically, medically, psychologically, and spiritually has really been around, you know, and been the kernel and the heart of um, your work, my work, and our work together. Mm-hmm. So just when you reflect on that, it's a very great privilege to have lived, have that opportunity. Um, to have experienced that together. Um, and then here we are now. So <laughs> new world, um, always. Um, I don't, yeah, I post-pandemic, think... post having lived in this way, you know, now what? And then just we're oh, in that threshold together. Right had matching now. COVIDs. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Simultaneous, right. Yeah. So, um, but I, I also just, it's, it's, this is your kind of series. And I feel like, I've watched you unfold too in your writing and your speaking and your teaching and your being a voice 
in the medical world, both for um, speaking truth and the willing. I mean, I've seen people the remember the most alive memory I have is in Germany oh, yeah. with this young man asking, how do you have the courage to speak? I, you know, I could never speak like that. And I think that sense and that's what people have really responded to the authenticity no fooling around and your own ability to do that in fiction so that there's almost a surreal which is realer than real yeah. quality yeah. that um has touched people so deeply and i've watched that sense of being touched of being amazed at the courage and authenticity and the humor and the craft of it but also you know this deep searing kind of sense of following what's important and what's real beyond even if it involves resistance or saying no to something or and being able to do that with fierce courage and um and humor you know it's just amazing absolutely amazing touch um and some people see only the humor and they don't kind of they can't quite get how can there be this seriousness when they're so funny but you know, you have your own touch and watching that unfold. It's really pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm astonished now too, because when I, you know, at this age, you know, um, it's like people kind of, they haven't read the, the in-between books. They kind of think I've been dead or something, you know, and and here I am talking about these things Mm -hmm. all over the world. It's, it's really uh, quite remarkable. First trip to a tour of Germany, and I was in this wonderful Charité hospital, the oldest hospital there is in the West. And that guy asked, How could you possibly do that? And the thing that I realized over the course of all this run on fear. I run on guilt. (laughs) I can get very guilty, but I I don't anticipate very much. And sometimes that causes a lot of problems in the relationship, you know. But I just go, you know, and because I, I have no idea why, but it seems to be the thing that I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's what I'm here for. It's just know. so interesting that when you, when you follow a thread in your life, you're listening and following it in some way, honestly, you know, there's a path that I'm, but it's never beforehand. It's just not like something you chart out. What I'm going to do in five years, what I'm going to do. In, I mean, like that sort of notion of life. And yeah. I mean, we have to think like that. That's part of life. But this kind of deeper sense of following something important and letting it. And like I said, you following your book. It's like you've been following the House of God has had its own life and shown up here and here. And you've kind of been following it yeah. and kind of being Shem. I mean, this is the other interesting thing. People always ask me, what's it like to be a character in a book? And, you know, I say for a while it was very distressing. And then I realized it's just like Shem is part of you. Barry is part of me. I mean, it's it's a me that's fictional. And but she runs alongside <laughs> like Shem does. It's so bizarre. But I don't it, it doesn't feel per, so personal. Yeah. And it, it also feels there's kind of a sweetness of being in the public. This is kind of like the public realm and the private realm and how they intersect. Um, 
that you have this persona in the world and that's part of who you definitely are but and that's true with me as well but you know this kind of and and feel so good to make the personal real in a sense to bring to like just now in this moment it feels like um being who we are and then sort of discovering that in a public realm as well that it's not so separate that we can heal whatever division between the public and the private realm because there is for people so it's like a persona yeah and so that kind of deep authenticity of being able to be true to who you are wherever you are yeah. um and I, I, think I think that and that it's kind of like so hard to get but it's like breaking through the um what's in the way yeah. and sometimes one breaks through by deep feeling sometimes you do it sometimes with writing and you do it it's almost like tearing something down in order to get to what's real and important it's just um there are many ways to do that um and many forms and the, um, you know the two of us are really really just trying to do to keep it simple just just trying to do the same thing which is to live a human life and to help people through their lives and at this age to learn and to, to learn, learn to be right. as demo says a student of life a student of life yeah. yeah yeah it's just astonishing now you know i i look back and say what <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> it's very it's yeah. very strange and it helps me i mean i i i really write better than i talk in a way and it takes me like a book to really get it what i what i really feel and think and mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. know about this now you know what i'm thinking of i'm thinking about the only the, the book uh, uh at the heart of the universe mm -hmm. which was uh not a very popular book uh because it it just it wasn't strictly about medicine and it was because it was based on janet and i going back to china when our adopted chinese daughter uh we adopted her as a baby was uh eight actually and it just i just jumped into this how could the birth mother if she wanted to try to find her do it and i, I spent you know years writing this book and that's how i became to i came to understand and when we three uh you and me and katie uh uh went out on the stage at Soho Playhouse just to talk about this mm. just incredible so Katie kind of was brought into it <laughs> a, a little bit yeah, she yeah. started people started asking her I'd like to be a character yeah. in the novel <laughs> there we go but you know she's very proud of you um and kind of startled I don't think she's read much of what you've written a little bit yeah yet she will well but yeah. so it's just interesting question of how much children can really take in who their parents are as because there's so much their parents and there's so much yeah. around that for kids it's very hard to um to, and i think i it, but really important to be able to see who the parent is in their fullness but Boy, it's hard with mothers, huh? Yeah, I think uh, it's even harder with mothers than it fathers. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she she did read one of my books. I think she only read one of my books, 
the spirit of the place, which is my best book, really. Um, and uh, so she she read it because it was an assignment. You had to read one book over the summer. You know, remember she took it to Costa Rica with us, and so she didn't say anything after she read it. I said, "Did you read it?" Yeah, and she said, uh, "I said, well, how'd you like it?" She said, "Good." That that was it. I spent five years writing this book. Good. <laughs> anyway, so what else have we not covered here? I think uh, you know the the enormous. Uh, shift that you are are helping to make in uh, Buddhist practice and teaching mm -hmm. is just something I admire so much, and it's just so right for you. You do in you know talking and being there. What I do more in writing, it's, we're different, but it's amazing how the the themes are just the same. And of course, I have followed you into you as a teacher. You know, you as a teacher are. Our, uh, in our house every Wednesday morning for, for uh, an hour. Anybody who wants to come can, for how many years now? About 30. 30 years, same, you know, one of our rooms uh, where we have a meditation for every week. Everybody, it always goes mm -hmm. on. It's amazing. I'm so happy to love you. Well, that was uh, really very emotional and very satisfying and it was just because we i guess could talk and show how two people can get together and what they live and make and create in a moral and a humanistic sense and a loving sense is just possible it's just possible that's all i'd say Thank you for listening to the Doctors on Social Media podcast. If you love the content, please check out the website somedocs.com or you can follow social media. The handle is at somedocs. For any inquiries, head to the contact section of the website or direct message any of the Somedocs social media channels. Somedocs offers services including member portals covering writing, coaching, podcasting, speaking, events, building. There's so much to see on the website. Courses include SomiDocs University, teaching a variety of topics to further your career beyond clinical practice. I would also like to mention our Build a Podcast service. Do you want to build a podcast? Reach out and connect with us. You can have your very own podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.